welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I have once again want to share some new revelations that um, God has given me. And of course, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning when I had my first, I guess, walk towards discipleship, which was in the 80s in Houston, Texas, on the highway, I think it was I-45, and I asked God, where was his power? And since then, God has taken me on this awesome journey where I have had trials and tribulations and met awesome people and met some not-so-awesome people, but every one of them has been great teachers as I ponder and reflect and learn um, in this journey. And one of the things that I really became very interested in is more, I wanted to know more about the Holy Spirit. And that's where the power comes from. The power comes from the Holy Spirit. When Jesus Christ began his ministry, before he began his ministry, he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, Jesus is the second part of the Trinity. He is the Word of God. But when he um, took on the assignment to save the world, he um, walked on the planet as a human being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so everything that Jesus did on the earth, all believers if they will follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit and live the blessed life, the abundant life, can do the same things, can raise people from the dead, can walk on water, can feed the 5,000. As a matter of fact, Jesus on his ascension, before his ascension, he said that these and other great works, greater works, you shall do. So, as I walk with the Lord, I am used from time to time to pray for people, and I I want to be very careful here because when I pray for people, I'm just following the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is giving me the words. The Holy Spirit is even telling me who I can minister to and who I cannot. And so it's all God. It's just that on planet Earth, there is um, the physical dimension. Even though I'm a spiritual being in a physical body with a soul, I... There's a mandate that in order to operate on the earth, you have to be in a physical body. So God needs our bodies. He needs our obedience. So from time to time, I've seen miracles, miracles over and over again. I, I'm not, you know, I just 
it's just amazing. And as I get deeper and deeper into a more intimate, a more personal relationship with my Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, with Yahshua Mashiach, my Messiah, and a deeper relationship with the Lord God, Holy Spirit, and then a deeper relationship with Abba Father, Daddy God, Yuhavai, I am given gifts, the gift of healing. I have what we call the gift of faith. Um, didn't really understand it. Sometimes you get that mixed up with the gift of prophecy, and I do, and I'm also prophetic. I have that gift, but I am not a prophet. I'm not in the office of a prophet, but God has used me from time to time to give a word of encouragement to the body of Christ or to a particular believer. So I'm learning more and more about God and His power. And as we draw closer to the end time, closer to when Jesus comes back, the second coming, it is going to be critical that believers are in alignment with God's word, know God's word, and abide and live in God's word, and therefore can be trusted with his power. As I continue my walk with my Lord, my God, my Savior, I have been walking in power. And one of the interesting things, and this is why I think we have some issues with the world and the interface with the church, is because after the gospel, which is the main reason why God left us behind after we got saved, was for us to go out into the world, go out all over the world and wherever the Holy Spirit sends us to Tell people the good news, the too good to be true news, that our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, died for our sins. But not only that, we not only get the gift of salvation, but Jesus, you know, took all our sicknesses, all our diseases, all our lack, all our poverty. Oh. He took all our pain. That's the real big one that I've just been walking in not too um, long ago. And he, he took our pain. And once I got the rhema word on pain, I have had pain leave my body. He also took our shame. Yes. There are some shameful things that I've done in my life. And Jesus took my shame. Right? So, this enables us to be used by Him on the earth to help others. To be a blessing to others. As I ponder my physical walk, my spiritual walk with the Father is becoming clearer and clearer to me that Daddy God, Abba Father, you ain't loves us. He loves us so much. 
not because we deserve it or not because we're all that in a bag of chips, which we're not. He loves us because he is love. And we cannot love unless we have the love of the Father in us, the love of Christ Jesus in us, and the love of the Lord God Holy Spirit in us. So, as I get this clear understanding of the Father and His love, and this is the thing, God wants us to have a abundant life. He wants us to have a joyous life, but there's some boundaries, there's some some um, laws, as you would say, um, spiritual laws that we need to follow. But it's not that he's trying to hurt us, but he's trying to protect us. Because when the fall happened and evil, um, the Adams received the knowledge of good and evil, evil was just, uh, was ran rapid all over the earth. And the, and the earth is moaning and groaning to this day, waiting on the sons, the true sons of God, to come into our sonship. And so, all the, all the awful things on this planet are from, stem from evil. And of course, the evilest uh, entity there is, is Satan, um, the devil. And so, when God tells us to to not commit adultery or or tells us not to fornicate or or tells us um, not to gossip or tells us not to lie, it's because He's trying to protect us because because of what has been unleashed in this planet. And because of the spiritual laws of what? Reflection. The spiritual laws of reflection, which is basically you receive back what you give off. Now, I have a debate with my mother, (laughs) Esther Williams, about this on and on because I realize that I don't receive all the evil that I should receive, that I receive mercy many, many, many times. And so I don't exactly reap everything that I sow in the bad things. I do reap the blessings, but the bad things, because guess what? My Lord and Savior Christ Jesus reaped the evil, reaped the death, which is the wages of sin is death. He reaped my death. So we don't get exactly what we deserve, but the principle of reflection, the principle of um, first fruits, the the principle of you reap what you sow, all of that tied into a, 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 a planet that has good and evil, which is something that we didn't understand. We tapped into it. Endangers us. So when we look back on, you know, what happens to us through life, a lot of that is due to choices, 
Because God is a God of choice. And because God is also a God of love, we must choose him. We, we, he actually permits us to reject him. And this is where the evil comes from. It's amazing. People ignore God, do what they want to do. And when the sickness and disease comes upon their bodies, when the lack and poverty comes upon their body, when, when their relationships are dysfunctional because they don't abide in the word, they don't do the word, they blame God. For the evil. And that's one thing that we need to get clear with everyone. And when I get in trouble, I immediately repent and I ask God if there's some door that I have opened legally or illegally. Um, I want it shut, cleaned out, shut and cleaned out and sealed with the blood and just have mercy on me. And I try to walk in mercy. I remember and my little, my children were babies. God gave me these secret keys to give to my son and my daughter when they were real young. And they, it, they were pretty powerful. You can find them on my blog. Um, it, they will be back in, I guess, the nineties. But, um, I had, no, it was, no, it wouldn't be nine. It would be two, around 2009, I think. 2009, if you look back in around 2009, you will see um, the secret keys that I gave my children. And one of them was, if you sow mercy, you will reap mercy. And so I, I've always um, tried to let my kids know that you want to do unto others as you wish them to do to you. Now, the other thing about power is that we need to understand which dispensation we're in and exact and be more knowledgeable, ask for God's wisdom, ask for God's insight, ask for God's understanding, his knowledge, ask for the spirit of the Lord, the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. Ask for the spirit of might, ask for the spirit of counsel, ask for discernment of spirits. And then when we receive this, we can better maneuver and the things, um, the line, the, the, um, the landmines of, of this world. And not only that, we can be a benefit to our children and our children's children and to others. We can be a blessing to many and we can Help many, just like people have helped me and prayed for me and prayed over me and, you know, stood in the gap for me. We can stand in the gap for them. One of the latest instructions that I received is soft targets um, to pray no more soft targets in the name of what? Jesus. So as we walk on this earth and we reflect about the power of God, we must understand that there's there are things that we have to do in order for God to entrust us with His power. 
one of the interesting things is, is that I finished up my um, teaching from um, Dr. Robert Morris, the pastor at Gateway Church. And I think it's either, I think he's in either Dallas, Texas, or he is in Fort Worth. But basically, I've done two of his books. I've taught two of his books, which is The Blessed Life was the first book that I taught. And then the second one, which I just finished up, was Beyond the Blessed Life. Both were very powerful books and taught me some things that I'm actually um, going to reestablish because a lot of the things that he mentioned I was doing earlier in my Christian walk and I need to get back on track, budgeting, um, having um, a plan, um, um, a a plan that is actionable, having account, being accountable, writing the vision down, making it plain. But the most critical thing of all of those is put God first. And that's a that's a very important um, power um, principle, putting God first. If you are always putting God's first, his will, let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then you're going to he's going to entrust you with power. The other thing is to be a tither to. um give offerings, to be a giver. And of course, you have to be a good steward if you want to be able to give and to help others. So as I reflect more and more on my my first kind of questioning of God, and it's probably because at the time I was looking at, there's really not much difference between the church as far as I could see and the world. And there should be a difference. Right. There should be a difference there that the, the atmosphere should change when we walk into a room. The favor of God should radiate off of us. We should be open and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we can minister to anyone that God sends our way. And God does that. He, he enables us to walk in his power if he, if we will believe him, believe his word and obey his word and abide in his word. Of course, the first step for the father is you must accept his son, his only begotten son's blood for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you must believe and receive all the good and perfect gifts that Jesus has given us. However, you cannot do this if you do not. It can't be a mental ascent. And so this is our issue. We have a lot of people who think they're saved and there is just a mental ascent. They, they, and you say, well, Dr. Davis, well, how do you know that you're saved? Well, when you become born again, your old nature is removed and your new nature, the, uh, the nature of, of righteousness, a spirit, a new spirit, a spirit of righteousness is replaced in you. And you may still kind of do some of the things you used to do, but you don't want to. There's, a, there's something in you now that there's a war because you have the spirit of Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, has 
place the spirit of Christ Jesus with our spirit, our spirit and Christ Jesus spirit are become one. We merged. And of course, if we do that, we're also merged with the father and with the Lord God, Holy Spirit. And so over time, as we read the word of God, meditate on the word of God, walk and apply the word of God in our lives, then we begin to receive more power, more authority. Now, why is why am I just talking and talking and talking about we need power? Because times are getting darker and darker. And the, the spirit of deception is one of the one of the main instruments Satan uses. And I have had been deceived myself, thought I was on top of everything, thought I was not under deception, and found out later I was. And I still have to judge myself, um, monitor myself, like I told you earlier. You know, I caught myself wanting my son to um, get the opportunity to work for the FAA, and they had a salary of like 106 up to range of like 135K. But that's the spirit of mammon. That's the spirit of materialism. It's not that God doesn't want you to have a $100,000 salary. It's not that at all. But you have to understand that's not going to solve your problems. What's the only solution to solving your problems is the Christ Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit. God the Father, Lord God Christ Jesus, Lord God Ruha Kadash. Lord God, Holy Spirit, they are our source, our only source. And yes, they want us to have finances, but we should never look to finances as the solution to solving our problems. As we draw near to Christ Jesus, as we draw near to Daddy God, you as we draw near to Lord God, Holy Spirit, we get infused, endowed with power. And why is this so important? Because you may have to walk into a situation and God will use you. He will have his power radiate through you to raise someone from the dead or heal someone from sickness and disease or be able to financially Help someone. There are believers now that have bought people houses, cars. Yes, those are material things, but God wants you to have material things, but he doesn't want the material things to have you. So you could be in a position to help people in their time of Trouble and sometimes it's just little things. I never forget my good friend. I love Mark um, Foley and Jan Foley. They're just I just adore them so much. And whenever um, I can be of service to them, I would like to be of service. And I never forget um, Mark was telling me about Jan's brother and how they couldn't find a nice home. He needed um, assistance to live in. And so I knew of, I have my, my, call her my second mama, Dr. Gail. 
she lives over in um, Westminster. And that's a, one of the nicest um, places for the elderly in Tallahassee, but extremely expensive. And um, I was praying for him. And within like, I don't know, it was less than an hour, Mark called back and said, you won't eat it. God heard your prayer. My um, my wife's brother is now has a room at Westminster. I'm like, wow, isn't that awesome? I mean, I was I was in awe because it's not me; it's the Christ Jesus that's in me. I remember the first time that I had dealt with death, and my father, who I adored, um, my father, who I adored, he. Was it, he was in his last moments on this earth, and I didn't even realize it as I rushed to the hospital. But because I didn't recognize death and I didn't accept death, when the, there were two doctors at the foot of his bed, and I guess, you know, that's when he expired the first time, and I was holding his hand, I was rubbing his hand, and I started praying, and I started praying, and I asked, for his heart to start up again And his heart started up again He was alive So then they put him into A room where they worked him To prepare him To take him to ICU And I was sitting in the room Like right next to it And I could overhear The nurses and everyone talking And they said Oh we lost him again And I started praying And I prayed I said God start his heart again I didn't want to lose my daddy and then they, his heart started up again, and then they took him to the cardiac ICU, and it was like a team of people working on him, resuscitating him, and they came out and said, you know, we, we've been working on him for a long time, Dr. Davis, um, what would you like for you? I said, I said, continue to work. And then I prayed, and I said, God, start his heart again. By this time, they knew something was up. So they took me, they brought me into the, um, and I don't think there was a procedure, but they brought me into the room where they were working on my father, and I held his hand. And by this time, I had asked for his heart to be restarted at least three or four times. And this time, I was just talking to the Lord and reflecting and the lady asked me, one of the nurses, she said, Dr. Davis, if he we lose him again, do you want us to resuscitate? And I took I had a silent prayer where I talked to the Father and I talked to Christ Jesus and I talked to the Lord God Holy Spirit and I said, Am I being selfish by not letting my father go? And when I got done with talking and they ministered to me, I said to the nurse, I said, no. The minute the end came out of my mouth, my father's heart stopped. It was 7 a.m. in the morning. I got there at 10 o'clock the night before. And I, walked, and I had actually a class to teach at 11 a.m. that day, that Tuesday. And I went to school and I went to my class 
and I told my class that my father had just passed, but that I was going to teach my class in honor of my father and my mother, who who basically sacrificed so many things for me to even have the education that I had in order to do what I'm doing today. And I said, I can always go home later and cry. And so that was power. God was able to move through me and start my father's heart. Not once, not twice, three or four times. That's power. There, there are angels that God assigns to us. I've had encounters with them as well. I never forget when my mother's appendix burst in Germany. I got on the airplane. My my father worked for American Airlines, so he put me on a first class um, flight to Germany to be there with my mother. And my mother is a seer, and she actually could see there were three angels that was accompanying me, escorting me, as I went there to minister to my mother. So, we are going to need power. But power, God doesn't entrust His power to just anybody. You must walk in His Word. You must believe Him. You must be obedient to His Word. And you must walk in love. And you must love everyone, including your enemies. I want to go ahead and go ahead and close out this broadcast with Romans 10:9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on 94.1 FM Wave 94 into the glory zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be.